0: Hey there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome back to episode number 149 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Great to have you back with us here today. Now, today is part two of our two-part series with special guest Anne-Marie Wilshire from Vibrant Voices. In last week's episode, we shared part one of a discussion that Anne-Marie and I had in November 2022 as part of New South Wales Small Business Month, when we were discussing how we could use our voice. As business owners, leaders, and managers to influence and impact our teams to help drive business success. In last week's conversation, we spoke a lot about the science behind the voice, how our people hear our tone well before any words that we actually say, and therefore how we say things matters perhaps even more than what we actually say. And today's part two of the discussion, I'm going to chat about different scenarios that we might be using our voice or considering leveraging using our voice when and how we want to be influencing our people and it sometimes is in every interaction we're having with them but sometimes it's team meetings there's all different scenarios we're going to chat about some of those in part two of the discussion which I'm about to share with you today Now, if you haven't caught last week's episode, let me introduce you to Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie helps leaders and speakers whose voice is an integral part of the work that they do to become more impactful. She helps them transform their voice style and message and to speak with confidence and authority so that they are the voice that people want to hear. Now, she does this through her Vibrant Voices framework in both individual and group coaching programs, as well as in her Vibrant Voices studio membership community. Her clients transform their voice and their message into a powerful asset that authentically reflects them and makes their message more memorable and more compelling. Now, Anne-Marie is a recognized leader in the areas of voice, presentation skills, leadership and influence, and she's been doing this work for more than 30 years. Having worked with her personally, she is amazing to work with. She really powerfully, I think, demonstrates the power of voice and how much impact it can have in our discussion, which is always fun to listen to, Um, and she really is very knowledgeable in this space. Now, as I shared last week, Anne-Marie has offered a special gift for all of our listeners. You can click the link in today's show notes to get your free copy of her voice guide that has 10 tips to help you learn how to love the sound of your own voice and speak with confidence and credibility. I highly encourage you to go to today's show notes, wherever you're listening to this episode, click on the link and grab your free guide. It's got some really juicy stuff in there. Righto. Without further ado, let's jump into part two of our discussion with Anne-Marie Wilshire from Vibrant Voices. So let's unpack some of the times or the situations the scenarios where our voice really matters most as leaders. For me, what I see is probably two scenarios when it's really important, team meetings and one-on-one meetings, any type of meeting really. I see just poor communication, just not really understanding the value of the voice in those meetings. Are they the interactions you see voice being really important in a workplace as well?
1: Yeah. I I don't think I separate them out. Yeah. I think I think there, I mean, you know, a a conversation in the coffee room may be equally important, like as a as a yeah. formal one-on-one meeting, because that could disenfranchise someone in 30 mm. seconds or 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 warm them up to be open to an idea that you've got. So, but I will say the thing that that comes to me when you say that, Christy Lee, is the difference between one-on-one conversation and a group conversation. Mm -hmm. Whether you're presenting or whether you're in a small meeting or on a Zoom call, and that is one-on-one we tend to build rapport with the other person so that's when we match their style but when we're in a group setting it happens the other way around we actually want them to come to us so so it's a different psychology if you like when you're actually Mm. speaking in a group the, the you actually and 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 so one of the questions that comes up is, people say, "Well, what am I supposed to do? I've got a blunt person, I've got someone who's really touchy feely and wants me to go slow, and, and you know, and, and someone who's really animated and talks over everybody." Well, we kind of cycle through, so you might start with a, you know, hi, good morning, and these are the key points. Bump, bump, bump. Now let me just go into this. So you you actually you you cycle through with your content and your voice quality, so that each person in the meeting has a sense that they've been included at some point.
0: And they get what they need out of that meeting. Mm, that's what the they need. That's, that's fascinating. I think that's a, that's a tip that I just want to just reinforce there because team meetings, I get so much feedback about team meetings, like they're a waste of time or I'm not sure the purpose, but they're so important for our teams. And I think this is a great tip to ensure that all of your team are getting something out of the meeting. So mm-hmm. rotate the style. Of of how you're delivering and tie that into the ways that you're rotating the content because you will have people on your team that just want the highlights. They just want to know, what am I focusing on this week? I don't need the detail. But you will have others that if they don't get the detail, they simply won't be able to function properly for the week. They won't have the clarity Mm -hmm. they need. They'll second guess themselves. And so you can then overlay the voice in communication style. And I imagine even down to body language and posture yep. would adapt differently for each of them as well and i think that could be gold for many of you in terms of creating amazing team meetings is understanding yeah. that variance between what your team needs and how they listen and take communication differently because of their yeah. individual styles
1: absolutely and then when i'm working with with my clients with my with my corporate clients business clients then It's also looking at what your style is. Because if you're someone, let's just go the blunt one again. If your style is short meetings, good meeting, 15 minutes, bullet points, out of here. You know, if you're that kind of person. But if your team Mm. has a number of people who are more people focused, they want. Hi, how are you this morning? Has everybody got a cuppa? Everybody ready? Got your coffee? Great. You know, wow, that meeting yesterday was really interesting. Thank you for those points you brought up because my brain's just firing. Now let's get down to it. And that's going to feel like you need to flex. That's going to feel uncomfortable and a bit weird for you, but that's it. Other way around, if you've got people that become disenfranchised in your meeting because they're the short meeting, good meeting, bullet point people, and you're going, hi, oh my god i watched netflix last night did you see that you know and they're going versus a waste of my time you know and you've lost them before you've even started so it's it's all of those layers that come together yeah.
0: yeah yeah and again understanding your people it's just so important to be able to take that knowledge and use this to overlay that i think that's really fascinating okay i'm curious I'm, I want to talk about mistakes that we tend to make when it comes to using our voice because I imagine the list is lengthy. But let's <laughs> let's let's decipher it down. Are there three common or biggest mistakes that you see leaders and managers make when it comes to how they use their voice, or when they don't use their voice appropriately in the workplace? Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, number one. Mm-hmm. Or not in no particular order, but the thing that 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 I'm one of the things I'm passionate about and do a lot of work with is the voice of authority Mm -hmm. or influence, depending on which area you're in. But voice of authority, and I'm going to speak about women for a moment because Mm -hmm. I'm very passionate about you know uplifting women leaders, particularly younger women, but you know right through. And I've worked with CEOs of well-established organizations. With women who are in their 50s and they speak like this now mm. they're still making millions of dollars so don't worry about them they're still wearing their diamonds so it's all good <laughs> you know but i just go like this because you're
0: shrieky, <laughs> like
1: oh really really you could be so much more and people people think that this is my voice this is just how my voice has always been and our voices are actually formed by the time we're seven and they're formed on the modelling of the people around us as well as mm. the genetics of our larynx, et cetera. But mainly it's, it's, it's environmental. So you actually have a choice. If your voice is like this and the other thing is people often get really high and squeaky when they're nervous. So before they go on there, hi, Christy Lee, this is going to be really exciting. Oh, my God, hello, my name. <laughs> you know, and, they, and they can't get out of it. And they're, they're, in, they're in hell. Mm. They're absolutely in hell. And they hate how they're sounding, but there's no way off the train. Mm. Actually, there is. Mm. And the way off the train is that if you're speaking like this, that you can actually bring your voice down by dropping your larynx. Mm. And when you drop your larynx, your voice pitch deepens. And that's a physical muscle. One of the things you asked me first of why I love voice, why I'm passionate about it, because when we change the musculature of our voice, the habits of how we're using the muscles, our mindset changes. It's one of the most powerful and efficient ways to shift our sense of identity as a powerful leader.
0: So That's really, really interesting I want to say powerful but I don't want to (laughs) reuse that word but this is a habit creation project for all of us essentially yes this is it's just like I'm going to learn to run five kilometers so I'm going to start by doing you know a couple of hundred meters and then I'll extend it out and it's practice that gets you to be able to run the five kilometers it's no different when it comes to how we use our voice and it's not it's not about changing our voice. It's about understanding how to use our voice. Beautiful, mm.
1: so beautifully put, Christy Lee. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. And it's actually expanding our toolkit mm. of our yeah. voice. You know, so so we so one of those elements is that for 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 authority for authority for, for, <laughs> is to lower the larynx. So that's mm-hmm. one thing, imminently doable. Do it all the time with people. Three elements of the voice of authority, so let's take these as the three common problems or pe- things mm-hmm. people do, are lower, slower, and deeper. So one of the problems is that high-pitchy voice, either habit or from nerves. Mm-hmm. The next one is the slower, and we talked about that a little bit earlier. So it's the gravitas of you recognising what i, I look, honestly i sometimes i just want to weep people have got this gold so let's just say what i just said before about what did i say something about um was it about ordinary. the great idea you just had which i'm just trying to think which well, part let's you're just referring say, to. let me let me just do the larynx bitty then mm. I'm, I'm just channeling i don't know what i said and i and i said um so you know, you can actually move your voice from here to here because when you lower your voice, you've got a lot more authority. So what we're we going to talk about, and you don't catch that, it's like there's no trans derivational search. There's no landing. There's no meaning. So the slower, I would say, is the hint or the, the secret tip that you can take away, the pro tip, is slow down when you're about to say something that you want to highlight, like you going to put a yellow highlighter on it. And then pause for a moment afterwards and let them digest that. So if we don't do that for the slower, rather than say, so we don't want you rambling on like this, we do need to. And by the way, there's one thing about that. If you are a visual processor, if you're someone who sees a lot in pictures, typically it's very likely that you will speak a lot faster because a picture has a lot of information in it. So you tend to want to deliver all the bits of information you can see in your mind, in your image. Right. Whereas someone who's more of a kinesthetic processor, they're more of a gut body mm-hmm. thinker, they're like, you know, laconic Australian farmer, yeah, that's really interesting. Let's go chew that over in the paddock, you know. It's yep. like they, they just don't have as much to deliver in that piece where, where their mind's at. Mm -hmm. So um, that's just a little aside there. Mm. But when we start grouping the content of what we want to share into logical chunks Mm. before we start, we've got more power and choice in those pauses.
0: That's really important. So when we start to break down what we're trying to say into logical chunks of content, we have the opportunity to look at that and really, I guess get get present to the fact we want to highlight this chunk. This is the this is the important message, and to then be very intentional about slowing down as we lead into that, and and giving that point I guess a lot of time, a lot of space. Is would that be correct? And then a yep. pause at the end for that cognitive part to take place, that meaning to be developed.
1: Yeah, as part of the vibrant voices framework that I developed, um, mm-hmm. I have. Pointy phrases and stretchy words. So I've got a whole technology that you can use and analyze your, you know, how you how you do things, so that you've mapped your material Mm. for that. Mm. Uh, Yeah. So so that's so. What are we up to? We've got dropping the larynx. Mm -hmm. We've got slower breathe. Yep. Yep. And the third one we're going to is resonance, which comes back to where we went earlier around intention. I'm going to take a bit of water because I've got a little frog yes. in my throat.
0: <laughs> yeah, and because that intention of the message we want to deliver is, is critical.
1: Yeah, and <clears throat> that intention is in the resonance. Mm. So if you're someone who, I, I'm going to, let me I'll make a statement. It's really that powerful when you have more resonance in your voice. The more resonance you have, the more presence and space you take up. It's really important for you to include the resonance in your voice. The more resonance you have, the more space you take up. Mm. I can
0: absolutely hear it and I can, here's what I'm thinking, the audience might be asking, how do I do that? How do I yeah. create more resonance? And yeah. and that is, I'm assuming part of what you teach, of course, inside absolutely. vibrant voices. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely,
1: yeah. And it's it's a combination of a lot of different elements, and it mm-hmm. and it depends a little on the individual of yeah. of you know the way into that easily, yes. uh, and it depends how much the habit is not to use that. Hmm. But it's it's doable. It's doable in a very short time frame. Mm. Yeah, because
0: that the difference in that delivery was, you know polar opposite almost in terms yeah. of how that information is received at, at the other end. Yeah, so absolutely. if we transfers that into our team, just imagine if you could make that kind of change in how your team is receiving what you are trying to deliver. And it's always these things that aren't costly or aren't time-consuming or aren't difficult that have the biggest impact. And I think that's,
1: that was just a beautiful demonstration of how different that message was the impact is yeah mm-hmm. and uh it's um like I was imagining the same thing Kristy, when you just spoke I was imagining you guys that are watching this I was imagining you walking into a meeting and before you say something that you really want to, to land actually taking the time to because part of this is how you set your mind and prepare yourself mm. This is, and this is one of the things, Christy Lee, we're talking about um, in a little while, my my voice guide that mm-hmm. they're going to get access to. And this is one of the elements inside this that you will get, which is how you set your circle of confidence before you even start. Mm. So you 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 create what's called a t- contextual marker between where you've been and where you're going. So let's just say, are you mainly lives or Zooms now in your meetings? Some of you may be a mix or? I
0: think a lot, meetings have gone back a lot to live these to days. Lives. We have seen okay. a, a bit of a swing back,
1: yes. And they need to rebuild the culture and et cetera in, in the teams. Yes. So let's just say you're at your desk, you're working away on your computer, right, and you've, you grab your content and you race into the meeting, right? I would put money on a large part of your brain and psyche still being at your computer, Right. Mm-hmm. So, oh, guys, we're here. Thank you. Okay. Where are we? Where's my notes? Right. Okay. So, uh, we're starting. So, there's no contextual marker like when you clean your teeth before you go to bed, it says, I'm going to bed now. When you put your ugly boots on in the middle of winter, I can relax now. You know, what's your contextual marker between coming from internal awareness, listening to your own headspace, to going in a meeting and listening to theirs? Mm. So, if you have that moment of contextual marker that says, right i'm in my circle of confidence now good morning Mm. one of the things i really want to address in this meeting is and they're like oh you you literally hold the space because Mm. resonance fills the space
0: yes Yes, absolutely. Um, We talk a lot um, in the HR world about this concept of the third space, which is a very similar concept to what you're just referring to, which is the gap that you create between what you've been doing and what you're about to do. And we saw this really hit home during the pandemic of course when everyone lost their commute time between home and work but at a micro level this is also that space between one meeting and another meeting or that space between at your desk and in the meeting and if you don't do something with that little moment and it can be just a moment mm-hmm. you're never going to show up for the next thing because as you said your your psyche is still where you've been and also you never feel like you've accomplished anything because you're not taking that moment to say, right, that's done and I'm moving to this next thing. So it also creates that sense of achievement throughout the day as well. But it can Mm, be just a moment, but it is so important to take that gap, that space Mm. to prepare yourself for what's next.
1: Absolutely, Christy Lee. And I love the way you put that and I think also to embody, like two words that I love, they're kind of fluffy, (laughs) Uh but embody and presence mm. so literally be in our body mm. and that's what i love another level of voice because voice physicalizes you when you start having an awareness of and and maybe we talk for a moment about so we've got okay let me um when you ha- i'll just finish this point so when you mm. have that awareness of your body you come into presence mm. and when you come into presence you track a lot more information about how someone's responding or what they're really saying mm. and you also give yourself time to be a choice with how you want to phrase up what you're saying or how you want to respond to someone that says something really ridiculous you know yeah. so it it's, it prevents us tripping up it prevents us going into flight or fight mm. which brings us so we've got three things we've talked about we've talked mm. about the challenges or mistakes people make, their voice being too high and tight and the fact that they can bring that down into that lower tonality. We've talked about the fact that they don't leave space Mm -hmm. in what they're saying for people to make meaning for themselves and for our important points to land and be digested. And then the third thing we just talked about was how we use resonance to literally take up space, and it's not space instead of someone, it's space with someone, Yes. then, then there, there are three things that I think mm. are very common mistakes. They're, they're unknowns. People don't even know it's possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah? And there's one more bonus offer <laughs> that, I would, that I would love to bring to this conversation, which is breathing. And people, mm. and look, this subject could be a day-long discussion, Christy Lee, but we won't do that. Do we? <laughs> um, we'll just go to the nub of it, which is people often say, like, I so, said, why do you want to work with me? Oh, because my breathing's really bad. So there's there's two things. There is a really breathy. Hi, I'm the CEO <laughs> of a financial organisation, but I sound like an at-night he' was a Boone novel reader. Program, you know. <laughs> yeah. So they're really breathy. Mm. Um, and one of the other things is people think they need to use more breath in order to be louder. I'm really soft. Yes. I, need to have, I need to use more breath. No, mm. mostly you need to use less breath because the vocal folds are really, really efficient. And when we push too much air through because we're either really breathy or we're really nervous and our voice gets really tight, then we just push it through and really we're projecting ourselves, but we're not really projecting ourselves. It's really tight and it's, frankly, not enjoyable to listen to, you know. And, and, so, and no one's want to tell you that. So <laughs> That's right. So, so when we actually use less breath and relax and come into the flow of our breath, mm. Do you know life is so much easier? Yes. Everything feels more spacious Mm. and you feel like you can be in your authentic self. I call it it's the self where you're chatting with someone you really love and happy with, a mate or, you know, someone in your family or best, best friend and you're just happy and your voice flows easily. That's the voice that we want when we're in our meetings, Mm. when we're presenting. We move between that flowing voice and our authority voice. Get this, get it good. Then Mm -hmm. we go back to our flowing voice. So in terms of breathing, it's about learning how to manage the breath so that that resonance can come through. You asked Mm -hmm. me what the secret recipe was for that resonance, and part of it is how we play with our breath. Mm. But another element is that we can use breath to create that contextual marker so part of the confidence circle of confidence is actually the how we use the breath and there are processes that i use that allow our breathing to shift from flight and fight our sympathetic nervous system into our parasympathetic nervous system which is where we feel in our zone of genius Mm. you know or in our place where we feel great confident and powerful And that's a wrap on my
0: discussion with Anne-Marie that I held in November 2022 as part of Small Business Month and our Connection Conversation series. I really hope you enjoyed the chat as much as I did and have a deeper, I guess, appreciation for the importance of the intention of your words and how you're delivering your messages and how much impact how you say things, your voice has on your team members and how they're listening to things. I think Anne-Marie shared some really practical insights and tips for us throughout both of the conversations, both parts of the conversation that you could just take away and use in your business right now. But if you would like to learn more about working with Anne-Marie, please just head over to vibrantvoices.com.au or click the link in today's show notes to grab your special free guide that she's offering our listeners to help you love the sound of your own voice and speak with confidence and more credibility. It's a really great guide, so I definitely recommend you taking access to that now that you've got it. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, which was the first part of our conversation, go back and listen to episode number 148. I found the science elements in that absolutely fascinating and it's really, really insightful. So if you haven't already, go ahead and listen to episode number 148 after this episode. That's it for me for today. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been great to have you here on the podcast and can't wait to chat to you again next week.